Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. As the leader of your life, you get to listen to you. What's important to you? Who is it you really are on the inside? When you take off all the supposed tos, who's inside there? Being the leader of your life is about being authentically you. It's about letting go of the external rules of who you are supposed to be, what you are supposed to think, and how you are supposed to live your life. It's about letting go of all those damn supposed tos and living as you. This, my friend, is freedom. This allows for so much more energy for you to be a deliberate creator in your life. Being the leader in your life is knowing you, knowing your values and strengths, knowing your priorities. When you know yourself, you can then lead and be the best version of yourself, which you will then have so much to offer the world, those in your life, your family, friends, loved ones, work, community. You'll have so much more to offer. And in this deep dive, I'm going to discuss why you're afraid of being the leader in your life and why you benefit. One fear of being the leader in your life is that it will mean you'll be a jerk, unkind, or selfish. Being the leader in your life does not mean you get permission to be a jerk, unkind, or stop caring about others. And my hunch is those aren't your values anyways. It also means you're not righteous. Righteous is just your authenticity, strength, being dialed up in excess. I know this from personal experience. When I was rooted in shame, the voice of not enough, I would lean on authenticity and I would dial it up into righteous. So our strengths become our weaknesses. And when you lean heavily and hard on authenticity, but with that shame energy attached, you become righteous. And let's face it, who wants to be around righteousness? It's very difficult and exhausting energy. So being the leader in your life is not about being righteous. When you are authentically you, rooted in wholeheartedness, you will not be a jerk, unkind, selfish, or righteous. The other reason we're afraid to be the leader in our life is because of the fear of failure. Will there be failures? Absolutely. But failure will provide you with so much value with your growth mindset. You know, that ability to learn and be curious. Failure doesn't define you unless you have a fixed mindset and are stuck in a shame storm where you then choose to indulge in the failure and allow it to define you. That, my friend, is a horrible waste of energy. Instead, When you fail, or less dramatically, when things don't work out the way you intended, what can you learn from that situation? Being a leader does not mean never making mistakes. 
being a leader in your life means when the failures happen, you learn from them, less indulging, more reflecting. Great questions you can ask yourself when you do fail, when you make mistakes are, what can I learn from this experience? What was my goal or intended outcome and what got in the way of achieving that? Is this something I want to continue? If so, what tweaks can I make that will lead to the outcome I desire? What was the message from the experience? And no, the answer is not, I'm a loser. That is an indulgent belief that only allows you to stay in the swampland of shame. Now, when you're the leader in your life, you are actually taking responsibility in your life. While the belief maybe life is easier to hide than it is to fully show up in your life, how does it feel to live in the land of apathy, where you're not taking responsibility, where you're not making decisions, where you're not pursuing what it is your heart desires? Being the leader in your life is about betting on yourself. Right there, that is a scary proposition. I understand. You believe it is easier to bet on someone else than yourself. This way, you don't have to be vulnerable, which is uncertainty, emotional exposure, and risk. You can see others without all the doubt that we see in ourselves. However, we're not getting the full picture because we all have doubt. And in this land of apathy, is that really the place you want to live? The sidelines of your life, never really knowing, letting life happen to you instead of being a deliberate creator. I realize it's scary, but when you bet on yourself and are on the other side of the journey, it feels damn good. You cultivate self-trust, increase your confidence in yourself, you believe in yourself, and you leave the indulging in the drama behind and move out of the swamplands of shame that we've talked about so much on the show. When you take responsibility for your life, you create the results you want instead of waiting for someone else to grant you permission to what your heart desires, instead of the fairy godmother granting your wishes. Creating is way better than waiting, and usually it's endless waiting. As the leader of your life, you get to choose what you believe. You can join in on the cultural dogma, or you can question what is true for you and what is not true. This is freedom. As the leader of your life, you can choose how you want to live in line with your values and priorities, not your parents. Remember, you're an adult in your life, not your community, not even your workplace. If your values and priorities don't live up with your current life, many people disregard their values and priorities to fit in. That's called hustling, hustling for your worthiness. And let me tell you this, hustle is not worth it. Instead, it's about finding a place where you belong with your values and priorities, where you belong for being you. And remember when I talked about earlier, it taking much less energy to be you, which then allows you to be of service, to be of value to others, family members, friends, workplace, community at such a greater rate. 
Let's talk about work. You have a family and you want to do meaningful and challenging work. However, your workplace culture is one where the value is in how busy you are and how much work, along with personal sacrifices, usually in family. While for you, you may want to work in an environment where the quality of output, along with sustainability and filling yourself up with your family, is something of value. Therefore, your work environment may, may be counterculture to what is your work environment that is best for you to do your best work. It doesn't mean that either place is a bad place or one is right or wrong. You just may not be the right fit. As the leader in your life, you get to choose what you want to spend time on. And of course, there's always shit on our list of things to do. It can be taking out the garbage or doing the laundry or tough situations of taking care of aging parents. When you are the leader of your life, it does not mean it's all sunshine and roses. Instead, it's about doing things that line up with your values, even the messy and painful things. So we're going to take a tool from my mentor and friend, Martha Back, and she calls it the three B's. When we have things we don't want to do, we can better it, barter or buy it, or bag it. Those are the three B's. So let's take the example of taking care of aging parents, because I know there's a lot of listeners that have this situation, and it's very conflicting for many people. If you choose to take care of your parents, it is because of your value in caring for loved ones. For some people, this means moving aging parents into their homes or to a nearby location to be of more daily support. For some, it's about hiring support. And then for some, it may be about moving as far away as possible. But always with the idea of what feels best for you. Can you do that without guilt, self-hatred? Can you move your parent in without guilt or self-hatred? What is best for you? And then who are the other people that are affected? What about hiring for support? Is that something that you need to do to be able to live your life and meet the demands and the, the requirements that you have agreed to already in your life prior to this? So checking into what feels best for you and you choosing, being able to choose in line with your values. An easier topic to discuss is the laundry. This was quite a dilemma for me a long time ago. There's less guilt and emotional conflict, or there could be. I used to have a lot of emotional conflict about laundry. I hated doing the laundry. And I would indulge in the drama of having to do laundry every week. This is a huge cost to me every week. There was so much noise and so much, I wish this wasn't happening. Why do I have to do laundry? And this is stupid. And I should be able to have other people do my laundry for me and on and on and on and on. And these stories, and it was training. And as I tell these stories... I can feel the blood rush out of my shoulders. So what I love about laundry, and here's a way of how I bettered it, is I love having clean clothes. I absolutely love it. I love the emptiness of the laundry basket. And then my house, that's a few minutes of joy. 
and I love putting the laundry away to support me through the week. So I'm ready to go and I don't have to spend mental energy trying to find something. I know where it is and I can focus on my week and how I can serve my people and whether it's my clients or my listeners or my aqua monsters or myself or my family or my friends, instead of trying to find the sock that may not be clean or a shirt that I was planning on wearing, but I didn't do the laundry. So for me, doing my laundry is now about self-care, which is an interesting mix versus what I had 15 or 20 years ago. It was, I shouldn't have to be doing laundry, which was lots of angst for me. So I've made this situation better by the stories I choose to focus on. Instead of focusing on the drama of this shouldn't be happening, the fact is, is I have laundry, I focus on what the laundry provides for my life. Another example would be paying taxes. Paying taxes can be very controversial, especially right now in the United States. And when you're the leader of your life, this does not mean that you don't have to pay taxes because you don't like to let go of that money. That's not what being the leader in your life means. As the leader in your life, if you don't pay taxes, you must be willing to accept the potential consequences. For me, I don't want those consequences. So I better the situation by paying taxes and by choosing my beliefs around it. So for me, I choose to remind myself that, yay me, I made money and that's why I pay so much in taxes. The other aspect is that I truly believe in our tax structure to pay for roads, public schools, first responders. In California, we've had so many fires this year and I've been so thankful to the first responders going in. And I've known people, some of my friends' parents who were saved in the fires up in Napa. So I'm so thankful and I want to support these systems as part of my contribution. So every time I write my checks and I do it four times a year, every time I do that, I'm so thankful that this can be my contribution. That is how I better it. It's not a lie. It's aligned with my values and priorities. You may have different ones and that's okay. I also don't want the consequences of not paying my taxes. So as the leader in your life, you get to choose also who you want to be in relationships with. Do you actually enjoy the people you spend time with? I invite you take an inventory. It was fascinating when I did this. Are they a safe place for you? Meaning, do they judge you? Are they compassionate? Do they have your back? Or do they take what you tell them and then go be a megaphone about the confidential stuff in your life out to others? Are they reliable? Do they do what they say they're going to do? Are they someone who's earned the right to hear your story? And that one is huge. That was such a powerful lesson for me to learn is have they earned the right to hear my story? And can I trust them with my story? Being compassionate is always something that's really important where they're kind, where they're not judging. Those are my things. What's important to you in relationships? We all have different kinds and that's okay. We have, there's community members, PTA, maybe you're on the PTA and you know other parents from PTA, your kids' sports teams, their schools, then there's family. There are those who are in your inner circle. There may be your coffee friends. There may be your family's friends where you get together as family members. We can have different kinds of relationships. I call those our different teams. Who are these people? And maybe that you can lean on them in certain arenas and they can lean on you in certain arenas. 
on something that you've agreed upon, but reminding yourself that you get to choose who you want to be in relationship with instead of just letting it happen and whoever's showing up and saying, well, I guess this is who I'm friends with. This is who showed up, like really creating the friendships and the relationships that you desire and you hunger for. So get clear about what it is you want in these relationships. And also, I invite you to let go of hustling to fit in and keeping your beliefs to yourself so that you don't disrupt the status quo. One of the concepts I teach my clients is about the elevator. And when they start with me, I say, look, you're in this elevator. And there may be a lot of people in this elevator. You're on the bottom floor. There's all these people you've collected throughout your life. And they're there without even any thought of have we outgrown each other? Do we still have the same values? Do we enjoy each other? Without even looking at it. And as my clients do their work and they go through their own personal evolution, what starts to happen, and it's really scary, is people get off the elevator. And that's where my clients go, "Uh oh, maybe I shouldn't be my authentic self. Maybe I shouldn't be me. But as they can't continue to go up in their own personal evolution, what happens is the right people get on the elevator. And the beauty is, is that the elevator is going to be filled with the right people who are aligned with you, where you can truly be yourself instead of hustling to fit in, where you can cultivate belonging and connection. And you may not be crammed in like sardines, which allows you to have space in your life. And for me in my life right now, space is so important. So the elevator, I love that as we evolve up in our life and evolve to the next best version of ourself, who are the people that show up? And it does get scary because at some point you may be alone in that elevator. But the other side of it is you get to be with you and why not be with yourself? and have a fantastic time being with you, being your own best friend. It doesn't mean you need to go through it alone. It's about being comfortable with yourself. As a leader in your life, you get to choose the priorities you focus on daily. When I don't choose, and instead let other people's priorities get in front of my own, that is my fastest path to martyrdom. Fast. I've learned through many failures, that I must put myself on my own priority list. And for me, the best practice is to do it first thing in the morning. And so this could be exercise. It could be reading. I'm really enjoying reading in the morning before anyone wakes up, journaling, being with my thoughts, meditation, writing, or creative work. Those are things that I like to do first thing. I used to be a person that would wake up and first thing I do is grab my phone to see, oh, what problems do I need to solve? But I was dealing with other people's priorities instead of my own. And I've tested this out through the years. And I have found that when I take care of my priorities first, I have so much more to give. Otherwise, one priority comes in from somebody else, another, 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 and then it becomes nine o'clock at night and I haven't taken care of anything I needed to do. And I may have filled it with a bunch of busyness or unimportant emergencies where somebody said it was a crisis and then didn't follow through, which then you can figure the martyrdom on my end gets even bigger. So it can be 15 minutes. It can be 20 minutes. It can be an hour. It can be different things, but making sure you are on your priority list and taking care of that. Now, maybe you have a little kid and they wake up in the morning and your morning gets thrown. It's not about doing it perfectly. Like, let go of that. 
but it's about making sure you choose the priorities that you want to focus on each day. And then what are the responsibilities that you've agreed to? Maybe you've agreed to them because you're a parent. You've agreed to them because you've taken this job that may not be in line with your values and priorities, but you like the benefits of the salary that you're making or the actual medical benefits that it provides for you or your family. Those are responsibilities that you've agreed to and making sure you get those done along with your priorities. It could be the responsibilities of taking care of aging parents or driving your children around or your teens around to things that they want to do. Just make sure that you choose the priorities because even if you choose to put somebody else on that priority list ahead of you, you are choosing that and that is okay. Just make sure that you choose it versus succumbing to it. As a leader of your life, you create a relationship with yourself of self-trust and self-love. And this is so beautiful. As a leader of your life, you let people know who you really are and let go of the ones who are no longer a good fit for either side. It's not about being better. It's not about comparing. It's just, we're no longer a fit. And it's about freeing people up so that they could go and be in, in places in relationships that are, have more connection and belonging. As the leader of your life, you cultivate meaningful work in your life that are aligned in your values and priorities that you truly believe in. It's about you believing and the things that you're doing. And this is your life. And isn't it time for you to be the leader of your life instead of waiting for things to happen? We must remember that we are adults now and we get to choose how we want to live, how, what you want to believe, what you want to spend time on, or who you want to be in relationships with, the work you want to do, and the priorities you focus on daily. This is about betting on yourself. You will accept the consequences as well as the rewards of being a leader in your life. And being the leader of your life is so much better than living in the land of apathy. I constantly have clients who say, Corinne, I just, I just want to hang on this hallway. I don't want to go into the arena. I don't want to dare greatly, but they do. And it's a struggle because they're like, oh, I'm not quite sure. This is what I want, but I'm not quite sure whether it's a job or relationship, weight loss, creating the financial lives that they want, whatever it is that their goal is, they start to sabotage themselves because they're like, I'm not sure I want to be here. And I call that the land of apathy. And when they go out there and they're going to fall down and they do, and they get back up and they realize, wow, I fell down, but I can get back up because that's being shame resilient. And when they do, and they start to create the results that they want, they're just blow their own minds of what they can create and how powerful, really, when I say powerful, I mean empowered that they feel. And when you're the leader of your life and when you are a deliberate creator of your life, of what you choose to believe, of your priorities, of your values, of your relationships, of the work that you do, whether it's paid or unpaid, when you're a deliberate creator, you will ask yourself, is this what I was so afraid of? I want to thank you for listening today to this deep dive. And I want you to get more value from the show. So I invite you to share it with someone else. Who do you know 
that you want to have coffee talks with about the ideas in the show, send them the show via email or text and let them know why this show has helped you and would be a value to them. Set up a time to talk about how you are implementing the ideas here in your life. Let's do this. Get it down on paper, make the commitment, reach out to somebody, not in that order, but do it because that is how you will make changes in your life by doing. I'm smiling big for you. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wild.